Episode 269 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my Italian co-hosts, Peter and Jake. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Uh, this week, we're coming at you with the Mater's Thousand Yard Stare Edition of the cast. Why? What did he see? What did he see? We'll never know. Unspeakable horrors is what he's and what he's endured. <laughs> Years. Man survived crack house of the dead. Years of therapy can't that fix shit. it. No, he's gonna take his life. He's it's sad gonna, to see. He's gonna go to drive no, off man, a cliff and uh... don't go to the crusher. Don't go to the junkyard. <sighs> Just turns it on and slowly drives in. Is Chop Shop like a horror movie? Oh my in god! The, in the probably. Cars universe. Oh yeah. my! Oh. I mean, there's got to be a horror movie called Chop Shop. Cars aren't the only thing they're selling for parts. <laughs> it's just a human just a sitting line. on blocks. <laughs> no arms or legs. Oh my! No arms or legs. They just look like they look like a Lego, a Lego person, Lego figurine. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so good oh, wow. for those of you about the infinite video which is all of you jake has been twirling his not twirlable mustache no, for, it's not for the entirety of it. i'm trying yeah, like i'm trying to get my like inner time it's got to be longer and you need wax yeah you need to wax that shit oh mama mia finally some good fucking movies we got for you We've got so many movies. And of um, too many movies. Yeah, and of course, we're coming at you live from the crack house on the Amalfi Coast in Positano in Italy. So uh, uh, let's see if there's any dead people that show up. That's a reference we'll get to later. <laughs> are, are, will we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one happening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they could afford to shoot that, that one was, on location uh, the Maltese Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the blend, the blend of of crappy, crappy movie and yeah. less crappy animated movie. Yeah, we'll get there's there's called the Saturn blend. Yeah. It's like, is that ooh, like the fuck? Oh, nice. Is that like the um the fucking Steve? Who is the? Damn it! I don't remember his name. Why? Our favorite director of terrible ninja movies. Oh, Godfrey Ho? Godfrey Ho. It's like the Godfrey Ho blend, but it's the Saturn Studs blend. <laughs> the ninja operation. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we begin this week with Trey Watch, our trailer roundup segment, and boy, have we rounded up trailers from <laughs> the depths of the internet to bring they, to you. They spewed trailers out this week, and so we, were, we had to catch up from last week because we didn't do Trey Watch last week because of E3. But this week, this is like movie three. Yeah. Because there's more um, than three movies that are being tra- trailed. Well, housekeeping, as promised, we'll, we'll start with the one we left off last yes! week. <laughs> it's Pig! We talk about Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> I think 
I will attempt to surmise the plot of this movie. Nicolas Cage is a chef who has a truffle hunting pig who, after a violent attack on him from assailants with unknowable motives, is missing. And uh, the movie is going to be a nobody slash John Wick style revenge thriller starring Nicolas Cage where he hunts for his pig. Pig. It looks... It's peak Nicolas Cage out here Nicolas right now. Nicolas Cage really Nick- said, hey, I want to do John Wick, but with a pig. Nick Cage is his own genre of movie at this point. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, it's, that is, is why you go and movie. see those movies. Like, you go and see, like, oh, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. What a fucking career trajectory this guy had. Like, he went from, you know... Yeah, a lot of actors start out doing really weird shit stuff. But, like, his supremely over-the-top performances in those movies got him noticed. And then he went through a period where he was, like, a respectable leading man. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he started <laughs> appearing in fucking, uh, like, straight-to-DVD shit that's made made to look like a blockbuster on the movie poster. Mm-hmm. And now he's just getting movies that were made for him. Well, this yeah. is Oscar like bait, Mandy clearly. and Willie's Wonder. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just looking for, for what? I mean, yeah, a it's... fancy food. He's also a chef in this, too. So. Yes, I... I think... I mean, it... like, he's also, like, a Michelin star chef. Yep. You might be right that the bait is Oscar... But uh, Oscar you, Meyer, yeah, because that thing's <laughs> gonna get turned into baloney. <laughs> oh, oh, I heard on. Okay, I have to divulge to some some shit I heard on the news that they were touting like this was a fucking thing. They're like, oh, we made a, we invented a hot dog that is in a patty shape yes. that you can put on your sandwiches, and I'm like. You invented baloney. Congratulations. I want to know where to get it because I wanted to grill it today. I wanted to Your local any supermarket because it's baloney. No, but it looked different. It looked like uh, it had like weird. Was it, was it like fermented, you know, like fermented pork that you could maybe put on a roll? Let me look at let me look up hot dog. <laughs> New Jersey's been ahead of the curve the whole time. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. It's like it's like when they when they like had that it's like i'm like yeah this is a fucking congratulations you've invented bologna but it's got <laughs> I, maybe the shape is what they're they're saying is like a circle <laughs> no because it's got the fucking frills it looks like a flower it's crinkle cut bologna. Yeah, Look, when I ask cut. people, when people ask me to show them my bologna flower, I, that's a totally private matter. I say, sir, you're in the wrong part of town. I think you can get that by union. <laughs> Wait, Ristelli's? Is that what it is? is that the you're, the, you're the expert now, Jake. I, I plan on being it because it looks fucking kind of weird not gonna lie it doesn't it doesn't it looks like a bologna does it you've described it as a bologna flower so it's a bologna flower look look at this bologna flower it is crinkle cut bologna yeah it's crinkle cut bologna dead ass i think the shape they were going for was like okay how are we gonna make a, a circle look like a look like a hot dog and they're like let's just make the edges the ends of Oh, it looks like a it looks like a meat flavored like Girl Scout trefoil cookie. 
Yeah. It looks... It looks highly unappetized. I'm sure it tastes fine. Well, like, and like objectively, yes. If you look at un, uncooked bologna, it also looks kind of disgusting. But so <laughs> this is just upsetting yeah. to look at. It's it had I, to have been. I in think a tube we've gone too point, far, right? In a big no, industrial tube, and they slice them out. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, extruded. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what putting the various like. meats down in the extruder. They've got the big stick that like with a blender. Or juicer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apple carrot juice. <laughs> Cure your cancer. Yeah. Every hour on the yeah. hour. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Was this on QVC? So the image I pulled up was from QVC. Was this literally a like, product that was sold on QVC? I guess they sell Omaha steaks, so there is precedent for selling food products on oh my God. a shopping so, yeah. channel. Oh my god! I didn't actually know QVC oh had a website. God. I thought it was just a, a, a channel that they would. No peddle. one has QVC on their dial anymore. Jesus Christ! Yeah, Restelli's twelve three ounce round dog hot dogs. Uh, read the reviews. Yeah. So Wait, can we do trans- actually... can we do the follow up on this? <laughs> Real reviewer trait. Hot dog watch, right? <laughs> oh shit, tray watch. My bad. A tray of hot. Let's bring that on a tray. Um, Speaking of extruded got... pork and uh, fa- uh, work for hire <laughs> actors. And stuff, yeah. I was gonna say uh, out of death. Out uh, of death. Bruce AKA Willis's movie this Bruce month. Bruce Willis is out of money. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what? Applause, applause uh, for Bruce Willis for uh, trying to be in every movie this year and yeah. last year. Because my dude doesn't sleep. I, I think he's going back no, to No, no, I saw this trailer, Jake. He he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Worry not. He's getting plenty of rest. Yeah, it just like, happens to be when the cameras are rolling. I think he made it like a resolution this year to get back to his roots as like a working actor. The kind that like have to be in a show every week. Like in the theater, like here's the synopsis. Stop me if this sounds familiar. A retired forest ranger tries to help a woman after she witnesses a crime. <laughs> oh, it's every movie. It doesn't sound like every movie Bruce Willis has done this past two years, does it? Okay. Nope. This is, this is pretty interesting. So, uh, so I looked at his IMDb page. Uh, so for 2020, he was only in, I guess, uh, like three and a half movies because Die Hard is Back was a short. So he was in Breach, Hard Kill, and Survive the Night. Three big movies. What about that other space what movie can- he was in? Uh, it might have been a 2021. Pass- Endless or Passengers or uh, so Stowaway? Was he in Passengers or Voyagers or whatever? Voyagers, that's ready. the one. Isn't that the fucking Lord of the Fr- Flies one, though? Yeah, I think he's in that, though. Is he? He doesn't fit the teen mold of that. <laughs> so Let me for, see. For 2021, he's in Cosmic Sin. That's the of- one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Out of Death. <laughs> Midnight in the Switchgrass, Reactor. <laughs> I can't wait to see the trailer for that one. Apex, and American Siege. He's doing a movie a month Got for the rest of his career. Six movies in 2021. 
And in 2022, it's not stopping because we got <laughs> Gasoline Alley, The Fortress, <laughs> A Day to Die, Killing Field. Is that is that the sequel to Out of Death? <laughs> white Elephant. Well, uh, these don't have a date for them. <laughs> The White Elephant Gift Exchange. Uh, Wait. So there's White Elephant. There's Paradise City. Oh, Hair of the These Gods. are all the ones that have no date and no, no like, under, like no production schedule, but he's already on board. So, he yeah, is on White board Elephant for these. is filming. There's no script yet, but he's already attached to the project. Yeah, Killing Field is filming. Paradise City is filming. Oh, I forgot to mention Hair of the Dog, which is in pre-production, uh, and it's supposed to be released in 2021 going on that um <laughs> it's not post-production that's pre-production well i mean if it's anything like out of death they shoot it in a weekend okay what the <laughs> fuck the f- okay so the fortress a movie that's in post-production coming out in 2022 and then there's the fortress 2 <laughs> which is in pre-production <laughs> with no release date yet they're just going to do them both the at the same time. What They're the both fuck? in the fortress. Yeah. I mean, what do you... Well, it's like it's like the Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. They were filmed at the same time and released in the same year. I, have we even seen a, mo- a trailer for the fortress? No. No. Um, <laughs> what was the last, like, movie of any prestige he was in? Moonrise Kingdom, maybe? Do we count Glass? Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, sure. That was at least like a big, high profile, bigger budget. Yeah, that had like notable actors. Okay. Yeah, and that was 2019, so two years ago. Yeah, the been a lot of shit. (laughs) The Fortress was also a 2018 movie uh, about some Asian people. So I don't, I don't really know (laughs) what the fuck's going on there. Uh, All right. So anyway, out of death. well, you can just watch the trailer, and you got the whole movie, essentially. Yeah. They didn't leave anything out. Um, Bruce Willis's niece witnesses corrupt cops working for a mayoral candidate committing murder. And uh, Bruce Willis sneaks up behind them with a gun, tells them to get on their knees. And uh, the whole movie could have ended right there if he just pulled the trigger and yeah. they yeah. left. But, uh, no, there's, there's more movie to be had, so... Um, they somehow just they just walk away from the situation that the bad cops do with no consequence. And then He's... we have the rest of the movie where a sleepy Bruce Willis shows up <laughs> in about six scenes <laughs> and fucking delivers his lines with the least amount of care you could possibly deliver lines with. And uh, it all they all come to a head in the house and, and I'm sure people get shot. And then the movie ends... Mm. Happily ever after. The most interesting thing about this trailer is that I learned looking up his other movies that he's doing this year, his entire Marvel, his Bruce Willis cinematic universe, is that Bruce is his middle name and his first name is Walter. And we could have had Walter Willis be the star of all of these movies. I kind of would have liked Walter Willis. I kind of like Walter. It's got that it's got that comic book alliteration name. Yeah. 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 I like it. And uh, apparently his whole family was was German. I'm looking I'm just looking at the the Wikipedia blurb oh. for his fucking IMDb uh page. So it could be Walter Willis. 
Fuck the villains. He could have played the the superhero, the Third Reich, and uh, that would have been a great Marvel superhero. What? Reich man. Reich man, maybe. <laughs> or the Fourth Reich. The fourth. Um. So uh, Star Wars. Well, that take. was that was that was the thing with Electro and the fucking Spider Man show, right? The animated show. He was like oh, supposed to be the fourth white Reich, the the super weapon for the Red Skull. Oh yikes! Oh, well then the and that's not like his comic origins, but that was in Spider Man the animated series. Oh. I see. Yeah, Jamie Fox and is the not six that. forgotten warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Fox is a big departure from that. So Star Wars Episode Ten released a trailer, and a, a healed Kylo Ren uh, has given up being a a knight of Ren. Um, and mm. become a comedian. A knight of himself. <laughs> He's become a comedian, uh, and he finds love in a opera singer. Isn't he? Is he a comedian? I thought he was a musician. I, I honestly have no idea what the fucking net's about. Um, yeah. which yes. is, I think it's kind of a good trailer because it's just the characters, like what kind of performance they're gonna give. Yeah. Oh, it, this is gonna be like. Uh, what's Amazon original? So I, I guess it depends on how much production it is, but I guess it could like probably get like maybe best actor or something like that, um, because it's oh, got yeah. One so of the... it does say, yeah, it's Henry Adam Driver's stand-up comedian with a fierce sense of humor, who falls in love with Anne, a world-renowned opera singer under the spotlight. They form a passionate and glamorous couple with the birth of their first child, Annette, a mysterious little girl with an exceptional destiny. Their lives are turned upside down. A film by visionary director Leos Carax of Holy Motors fame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with story and music by Ron and Russell Malley of Sparks, the original music is Journey. So I guess oh, it's a musical. I guess this was also yeah. in the um, in uh, the festival of friendship. Canes, Canes. I don't know what kind of Cannes Festival, Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, so Festivale de Cannes is opening film. Um, I find it ironic that of the so the the person the actor whose character is the son of the other character whose actor was the only one to really one of the ones to really survive. The the dragging down of the original trilogy is also the only actor who will probably have a high profile career after this. Because um, I'm thinking of, Harrison of Ford. Ones, Harrison yeah. Ford. He was still in big. He when everyone thinks of like, oh, who made who made it out of the Star Wars movies? And they're like, oh, it's Harrison Ford because he was in big movies after. And that's well, not Mark to say Hamill that had right. A good that's Ka- Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher did did their own stuff and they were they were fine. They were successful. They were great. Um, but the the lay public were like Harrison Ford. Oh, I, I went I on think, big movies. But I feel like that's a little disingenuous because Harrison Ford had a bigger career before Star yeah. Wars. Like he was, he was the like him and Alec Guinness were like the name actors yeah. that were in that movie. Um, to begin with, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but I guess what I'm saying is. The same is now happening for Adam Driver, yes, where he gets to have the his big name career. Yeah, I, I mean that's very true. I mean, yeah, it's because you look at well, I guess Oscar Isaac's getting a decent amount of work. Um, he hasn't been in anything great, 
But, yeah. Um, he's there, but yeah, like John Boyega and, and Daisy Ridley are. Daisy Ridley has been doing, doing, I think, much a little bit of voice acting. I think uh, more. <laughs> I don't think she's been doing a whole lot of like live action stuff. No, she was in Chaos Walk. Uh, <laughs> oh, she. <laughs> if Daisy really goes on to do voice acting, I think she was, and ends up voice little, acting for a, a superhero spooky. animated yeah. show. Let me let me see exactly what she was in because I, I the I prophecy will be complete. I I remember. I, well, she was in Peter Rabbit. Okay. She voiced a character in Peter Rabbit. God, why can't I type, dude? dude all we need. Hard. Yeah, all we need is for John Boyega to be a part of Blues Brothers 2020. All we need for him is to be a therapist in a movie sort of resembling Austin Powers. <laughs> um, he could be in Austin Powers 4. I don't know. He keeps, like, abandoning sets, right? That's his thing. He walks out on productions a lot now. Ooh. Maybe not. Maybe maybe she really wasn't in a whole lot. She oh she's in a, a video game voice actor, I guess. All right. She showed up in a booth for Which, Lego Star whatever. Wars. Yeah. Episode seven. Not a whole lot of stuff, really. Honestly, the how, Baba many, how many League of Legends characters is she voicing? She's no Walter Willis. I'll, I'll just say <laughs> that. Walt um, Willie. Walt Walt Willie. Get your wrap your Willie. Wrap your Walt Willie with Major's <laughs> thousand yard stare. <laughs> That's the, it's its name now. That's its name. Um do, 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 what else we got? Uh, we got Candyman, the second trailer. Yeah, it's, I, this I is really a pretty good trailer, that movie I'd say. came out. Yeah, it's it's a horror trailer. It doesn't that doesn't give away everything. Yeah, I mean, like, it it definitely uh, it sets the premise. Yeah, and uh, you know, basically, with a horror movie, you have the the monster shows up, and then the the crux of it is the creative kills, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, or the the sheer the kills. fucking <laughs> number of kills is the case in Halloween Kills. Which, yeah. the 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 most audacious part of this trailer is that they showed that many kills in the trailer, which would seem to be that they're marketing it as yeah this is this is just the trailer. Watch <laughs> as Halloween himself kills <laughs> everyone in the whole city, one person at a time. Yeah, um, I think this is going to fall victim to the. Uh... The curse of scale, as I've just now invented the term for it, where if your horror movie monster kills too many things, it ceases to be a horror movie and becomes more of like a, a disaster movie, like a Cloverfield mm-hmm. yeah. sort of thing, or or even like depending upon how you set up the uh, opposing force and yes. action-ish type of deal. Oh, Blumhouse is doing it. Good for them. And yeah, for for Michael Myers, <clears throat> there's they Groovy, they baby. always got a stretch <laughs> to how the fuck he can survive this shit. Because um, he survives the fire seemingly without injury, and there's like a subtext that he's like becoming a dark god. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Yeah, not a big Halloween 
guy. Obviously, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Um, but like that was a thing with the ho- well. I guess the first two Halloween movies, I think, were that was all it was going to be with Michael Myers' story, mm-hmm. and the sequel was a little like John Carpenter sniffed too much cocaine and <laughs> went a weird way with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, he, he was difficult to kill, but it wasn't really explained that he was like a supernatural sort of entity or anything yeah, like I'm that. I'm pretty sure they shot him. They've like shot him before and the guy can take bullets left and right. Yeah. And, uh, then Halloween three came out and that was a whole different movie. And it didn't do as well. Like the, I guess the plan from that point forward was Halloween as a franchise was going to be like a collection of different stories. So you had Mm -hmm. Halloween three, I think that was season of the witch where you had the pumpkin mask that turned the kids heads into like bugs when they watched a certain TV show wearing it. And then that flopped. And so like, Oh, we got to go back to Michael Myers now. And they chat out 8,000 more Halloween movies. Yep. And we're on our third reboot of the franchise here. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, it's uh they've they've done a lot of stuff. I I don't know if it's gone as far as like what they t- where they took Jason because they literally took like uh Friday the Thirteenth to literal hell and back and and space. And then ten years <laughs> later, they made that the the obvious Freddy versus Jason movie. <laughs> after Jason yeah. Uh, kind of surprised there's no like Michael versus. <clears throat> Jason yeah. or some shit. Well, like you that. see, you have to negotiate rights for yeah. that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that would be kind of boring because Michael Myers and Jason. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to upset a lot of horror movie fans by saying this, but they're pretty much the same character. Oh sure. Oh sure. They they probably <laughs> dip off of each other's inspiration. Just the, I mean, the silent big ass knife wielding killer or machete wielding killer. Uh, slowly walking towards you that has unbearable strength. Whereas, like, Freddy was different where he was, like, kind of cunning and uh, you know, sneaky and cheesy. And he had, like, dreams. a power He'll turn or, you, you know, into a pizza. Go in your dreams sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. When he ate um, somebody when he was the car. I love it. It's great. He'll turn your head into a TV. Ah! Um, I can't wait for the inevitable scene where it's the entire fucking police squad versus him and they just they're just futilely shooting at Halloween, at Halloween, just <laughs> he doesn't die and he kills them one at a time while no one runs away. They just keep firing infinite bullets at well, him. See what and nobody... it's a five minute scene of him killing twenty police officers you one know at a better? time. If they like reuse the shots of them shooting at him, yeah. <laughs> recycle the same shot like four or five times in that scene. Well, what nobody realized was that like, Halloween is a like a holiday. You can't really like. Which you you kill. have to stop him can't with a different a, holiday. You can't kill you an need, idea. No, kid. you need fucking Christmas. You need Santa. Oh Claus. my god, they're just waiting. Uh, yeah, they're gonna do Santa Claus with uh, versus versus Halloween. Mr. And Claus. then you can get the Nightmare Before Christmas in there to bridge the. Gap you know what? If the... anybody's gonna put together a Nightmare Before Christmas. Horror cinematic universe. It's Blumhouse. Do it. <laughs> Do it, Blumhouse. Oh wait. Do okay, it. so I fa- I found Santa Claus. Okay. All right. 
Um, by Blumhouse? Can, get, can they get the rights? They're pretty well, it there's, went, there's been it, several. It went in a uh, totally horror. different direction than I was thinking. Oh, the uh, fucking... Tommy leaves his kittens out for Santa to take back to the North Pole. Uh, but after a major allergic reaction, <laughs> Santa can't deliver presents anymore. So the kittens have so the kittens <laughs> have to deliver the rest of the presents to all the boys and girls. 3.1 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Um, How was it there, there are there are several uh, Christmas themed horror movies. <laughs> uh, Black Christmas obviously is one of them. Uh, there's even a horror movie starring Santa Claus, oh. Bill Goldberg, and Santa's sleigh. Come on, don't don't skip over that tagline for this movie. It's a holiday catastrophe. This is, bub- this is where at Bubsy levels right now, <laughs> reaching critical <laughs> Bubsy mass. Critical Bubsy mass. That cat has a fucking Rudolph nose. I'm I'm gonna die. (laughs) That's so goddamn cute. I can't wait till Michael Myers gets his hands around their little fucking throats and strangles the shit out of them. Takes the cats, puts them in Santa's sack, and throws them in a river. No competition. My money's on Michael Halloween Myers. Yeah. See, but the only thing is that these cats only come out during Christmas, and how is Michael Myers going to come out not on Halloween? These cats have these cats have a sleigh. That's how they're going to do it. It's a hit and run. Jesus Christ! What if Michael uh. Myers read the Santa Claus and he became Santa? What is life? <laughs> what is love? Uh, what is our next trailer? Oh, we're spoiled um, and that is for choice. Sing to. Sing to. Sing. Animals are gonna sing. And the this reprise. Movie, this movie looks. It looks really good. I don't. know. It looks darker it. than Sing One, which is not what I thought I would say for the sequel to the uh, Singing Animal animated movie. Yeah. I mean, it opens with a nice dose of nightmare fuel with a lemur on rings and bondage gear. Hell yeah, fucking dude. twisting its head. It's giving you the fucking stare down. Um, yeah. Um, when I said I it looks know. good, I... I meant like it, like physically, like, appearance-wise. Like, the animation looked really good. <laughs> it is in high yes. definition. Um, it, I mean, it, they did. They went all out for the animation. I don't know if like the story's gonna be any good. I didn't see a single one, but uh, Kristen said she loved it. Yeah, so the, it was received well, but like I just remember the trailer for it being like. This looks so stupid. Yeah, like, it was who like wants to watch bland. animated American Idol? Basically, the movie, and I'm, I'm sure there was some plot to it, but like in this trailer, is the same thing. They just like, okay, we licensed a bunch of pop music. We're gonna have our characters sing it, mm-hmm. and then we'll fill in the rest of the <laughs> 25 minutes. Sure, I think I think it's make. got a uh, a pretty basic premise and formula that it follows, but. But monkey, but monkey, Mon- but, but monkey. ape man, he can't sing. Yeah. Monkey can't sing. But uh, no, monkey can sing. Monkey can't dance. Yeah, monkey has to learn how to dance. Monkey confronts his inner demons. Uh, and then there's also a lion in there, who's yeah. like, um, who is like has a lot I'm of character sing emotion. An old, retired musician. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I keep on if trying to get out. If you're a fan of Sing, I don't know, you'll probably like this. It seems a little more uh, ramped up. Like, I, I could see where if this is a uh, 
a sequel that misses the mark on what made the first one uh, appealing to its fans, like Lego Movie 2. Yeah. Missed the mark on what made Lego Movie good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, no comparison, because never saw Sing. Don't plan on seeing Sing. Don't plan on seeing Sing 2. You know what I do plan on seeing <laughs> is Harder They Fall. I won't see it. I don't know if I'll see it. The harder they fall, y'all remember Django? Let's do that again. And we'll use the same set that we used for the Magnificent Seven remake. You know what's better than one Django? Like seven Django's. The seven, the Magnificent Seven Django's. Yeah, I think that's what they they kind of did. They're just they they're throwing together all the Django's. Django Fett. Django Unchained. And the original you could Django. say this movie is rather Django-istic. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're all going to play Django and hope that that tower doesn't fall down. <laughs> I think I'll see myself this out. I'm sorry. The movie <laughs> is a little, uh, a little too stylized, in my opinion, to be like, like taken I... seriously as a Western. I don't think it's when they started breaking out the seventies Afro funk, um, I think that that kind of cleared it up for me. This is a Netflix thing. Um yes, that's my that's my main uh descriptor for this is it's a Netflix movie. And there are a lot of a lot of weird shots like the pushing through the window to the man on the horse. Yeah, mm. that's that's where everyone like, stands really still. That's like where it kind of digital zoom. Happened. It takes it takes it out of like the whole western idea, and it's like okay, if you're gonna go for the western, why not stick with it throughout the movie? And like you said, the stylistic approach to it, I don't think it's gonna keep that western aesthetic. Which I mean, maybe that's not what you're going for. We all mock. Uh, the last like twenty minutes of Django, and it becomes a completely different genre of movie. Yeah. Well, we should we shouldn't Django even be Unchained. we shouldn't even calling it like Django. This is all based on play. This is all based on Blazing Saddles. This is not playing. There is not enough. I would quote any line from that movie, being, but it's being flung around. I did. I there was one one good thing I think I have to say about this movie though is that I did see a TikTok about it, and there was a very enthusiastic uh, black man who was saying, uh, uh, having rave reviews about all the actors um, in this. I mean the Zazie Beats, yeah. Idris Elba, like they're Elba, Regina King. The cast is no pushover. Yeah, no, I think they they got uh, a lot of good uh, actors for this. They didn't just get anybody. But I'm not gonna lie, I don't like know a whole lot of these. They're Jonathan Majors, uh, I really yeah, don't know what I, else Regina King has been in. She's been in a, a bunch of. She she directed a couple things too. Like she, her name's been picking up stuff recently. Um, Delroy Lindo, I don't recognize the name, but I recognize his his face, and I know I think I've seen him in some stuff, and he's a pretty decent actor. Yeah, like I mean. They're not bad actors, but they weren't bad actors in Triple Frontier either. And how did that movie turn out? Yeah, true. Yeah, um, we'll see. If you look in the comments, you will see that there are a lot of uh, 
black people commenting on this movie, and they're all really excited about it. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's hitting their target audience. I mean, yeah, it could mm. just be a movie not for us. A bunch of honkies on the internet. Do we, do we got to talk about the... You put me in the mood. Do we got to talk about that trailer? I don't want to talk about the one Netflix trailer that was really popular this week. I don't want to do it. that? Oh, the show? I talk. I think I talked myself into it here, and I'm regretting what I'm. What's coming out of my mouth at this very moment because Sexy it means beasts? that we're probably gonna fucking look at it. Sexy beasts. Oh. Q Force. Oh Q-force? yes, I didn't yeah. watch the trailer, but people were like kind of up in arms about it. Go watch the trailer, and you'll understand uh, why people. Yeah, don't I like saw it. clips of it. I saw clips of it. Um. I guess we're done. Yeah, do it. It's, I okay. cursed myself. Let's I do was, it. I... Let's do it. Um, last week we didn't have one, so let's fucking oh, do it. Oh, I get it. Because they're queer. Yes. Yeah, no, keep, uh, keep watching it. It's. it's I'm, I'm six seconds in. I think I got everything I need. But they're like secret agents. That's the yep. thing. And that it's like Archer, but. If they were all really, really stereotypical gay. Really gay. Like. Yeah. Or queer. Like. Whatever. Like Coca-Cola in June gay. Yeah. Like. They even make a joke about it and try to lampshade it to no effect. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. It's like it. it, it they like, literally like don't pander to the gays. They can smell it. It's like city That's the thing, but you're pandering to the gays. So like. It's what you're doing, Netflix. It's what you're doing. You can't make a joke about it and do it at the same time. I love the fucking description of this. Never hide who you are unless you're undercover. Q-Force, the first queer spy division, is coming to Netflix on September 2nd. They have a subscription link where you can subscribe to Netflix. And then this is about Netflix. Netflix is the world's streaming entertainment, leading streaming entertainment service. Two hundred eight million paid memberships in over 190 countries. Um, the like to dislike ratio is 5.3k up to 39k down. Yeah, this is like this is a GTA read it radio commercial gone awry. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally. It's like it I feel like this is like a fever dream. It's like we used to joke about this shit. Like, what if? Wow, what yeah, if we had this like a type college of movie? humor sketch from like yeah, 2013. It, it also, kind of looks like it too. Not gonna lie, I don't <laughs> think the animation's that amazing. Um, it's very like, I know it's supposed to be a cartoon, but it's like very cartoon. No, there are better cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've watched many of them. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, yeah, that's it's icky. Okay. So. Okay. I'm glad we could get that relative gun. Oh. How about Sexy Beast? Also coming sexy to Netflix. Beast. All right. Let me let me see. Which is we, the we gotta we gotta we we we'll cut it off at Sexy Beast because if we start getting into Netflix trash, that's a wormhole um, that you never come yeah, out of. No. Uh, I want to end with Shang Chi, but uh, Sexy Beast has to come first because they're trying to normalize furries, and I'm not okay with it. You're, you wait. I'm sorry. You're not okay with it. No, it's giving, not it's in the real stars. life sense. Okay, <laughs> okay. Furries are fine when it's B stars and I love. Oh and, fuck. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking at it now. And are, yes. Are you with me? Are are you on my side? 
<laughs> no, Jake, I've never been pro fur, even like B star senses. Like, I am the actual tank bank. I will get a large property and hunt furries down for sport. Like a lot of this people is... have, like the joke about inter interspecies like breeding and shit like that. Like how would that work in like a B stars kind of universe? But uh, in this, it's just weird when they're actual people in makeup. And you see and this, one, this is, is, one is just literally Satan. That's their persona. Yeah. This is, scarecrow. Wait, is this where they put all the people who like won that makeup American Idol contest? We're like, we want to find the best makeup nope. artist in America. Nope. Nope. And I now we're. Just... What are you gonna do with that prize money? We're gonna make you put people in weird animal prosthetics. Oh, it's a dating show. Yeah, it's a dating yes. show. They're trying to. Fuck. So you're. So no. Okay. So. <laughs> It's one of those stupid gimmicks where they're like, oh, to to like make it so that you're falling in love with a person for their personality. We'll put them in some crazy makeup. And if you like them, you'll see what they look like at the end. You you know how that also works? Blindfolds. uh, A door. (laughs) (laughs) This is like even the furries like, what the fuck is going on? In fact, this Lock, is shock and barrel with the best comment. This isn't your everyday disturbing. This is advanced disturbing. They got a P- Netflix has a PhD in disturbing. <laughs> this is uh yeah, this is uh this is their 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 thesis on how to disturb a nation. <laughs> Do and, you uh, think you can date based on personality alone? Not a single contestant appears to be remotely unattractive with the, with the costume on. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, is like, um, I'm sure they probably got like all like the skinny and like attractive people. I I don't remember the body types. Well, like the the reveals that they did put in the trailer. I mean, they're all like normal, good looking people that don't look out of place on television. You know, like those Geico commercials where you can tell they're using like real people and not actors because you're like, mm-hmm. oh god, people like that should not be on television. Not photo, they were not, not telegenic for the movie. Yeah, like yeah. The, the only thing that they did was like slap some makeup and make their face unattractive, but like everything else about them is like, oh, I can see your ass. I can be like just physically attracted to your body and like still be super shallow. Like I don't I think this is I get where it's trying to go and it's missing the mark by like a lot. No, or this this is this is just fucking whatever machine learning algorithm shitting out show ideas this the is netflix just, this is what green, happens green light chitron this is what happens when the fucking ai program spits out the mass singer based on 800 years of television data and then that becomes a hit and now it's fucking pulling it the algorithm again. in that di- direction and dating yeah. show yeah. is the next genre that it logically yeah it's like to. my it's like a fucking youtube recommendations where you watch like dating shows all day and then you watch one episode like you watch zootopia with your kids once and now all your recommendations are fucked <laughs> yes <laughs> i like like the top that, the that, top comment really says it all like this looks like interdimensional cable <laughs> yes yes <laughs> we, we've 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 reached a point in the world where we are just living in interdimensional i think we're really close to that point Q-Force and then Sexy Beast, it's like, hmm, taking too much from Rick and Morty. Like, oh, yeah, a lot of the stuff is, sh- like, show concepts that I would invent as a joke 
as yeah. the worst show concepts I could think of. And then Netflix oh will greenlight them. I you can... said Rick and Morty, and I immediately thought, like, if they did an episode where, like, Rick has to work with Q-Force, and he's like, this isn't what gay is. You're just pandering. And just does, like, his Rick thing to them like he did with the uh, the Revengers or the, yeah. uh, what's, the, the fucking Avengers parody on that episode. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. reminds me of that. If he would, if he would have interacted with them, and I get, dude, I'm getting the fucking, I'm getting the Bambi rock action movie trailer from SNL in my recommended <laughs> on this. Uh, That's funny. My shit, YouTube recommendations are weird, like because you like watch a couple videos of the same ilk in a row, and then it's like, oh, so that's all you want to watch now? <laughs> it like just completely overturns your fucking recommended yeah. videos page. Um, there uh, was a trailer for Su- another trailer for Suicide Squad, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, it shows a little more stuff. Same with the Shang Chi trailer. I don't think it really showed. Shang Chi showed a lot more. I think Shang Chi showed. But a... of consequence, like I don't know. Oh I, yeah, well, it sh- I think it gave me a way different feel than what the what the original one was. There's going to be like this whole tournament, and uh, they showed a lot more of like the like what the, the rings, rings themselves. Like yeah, they showed. So like we can confirm that it's not arm. It's not. I um, think it rings, stands. I, I think it just kind of reinforced my assessment that it's weird that they're making another Mortal Kombat movie so soon after <laughs> the other one because you got a tournament, you got artifacts of power. So um, yeah, there was some some people were looking into like what uh, that tournament arc or something is going to be, um, and it's going to be kind of cool because I think we're going to see like a bunch of different people from different areas like we could see u.s agent we could see uh maybe some lesser known superheroes that they plan on touching on more i think now it's not confirmed yet but that sure as hell in the end looks like abomination coming back and fighting wong uh in the end of this which i think people were freaking out the most about um like oh yes because we all we all love the Incredible Hulk movie. Well, it's just yeah. we haven't seen Abomination in in a long time, and I think he was a I think he's a solid villain. But it's just interesting to because he was already uh, announced to come back for She Hulk, uh, so it'll be cool to see what uh, what they do with him here, and then see why Wong is there. I don't know if we're, if this mm. is like all we're gonna see, then that's okay. But uh, you know, we could see other different marvel i mean he's there because it's connected universe you have to have characters from the other movies in there and he's asian he fits the motif sure so we'll see what Um, else they have yeah i'm still not really excited about any of these new marvel projects uh even the tv shows really like i haven't watched an episode of loki yet oh it's Um, i like it it's just, good. I, I feel like it, it's kind of we blew we blew the load, you know. <laughs> we we had our we had our climax, and I'm, I need a longer refractory period before I can bring myself to care about. I mean, it's Marvel. not because they're never going to be able to build to something as grand no. ever again. I don't think. And I mean, I I guess I'm not looking for that, or I'm not expecting that every time. It's like if you. If you hit that peak every single time, it takes the specialty out of it. So, like, you can look back at Endgame or Infinity War or even the first Avengers and kind of appreciate how grandiose those were. Um, but just, I guess, world building and, and storytelling 
is what these are offering. Just different stuff. And you don't need to watch the shows this, it's to, the Marvel formula. to understand the movies either. I mean, those are going to be something separate. Well, I'm, separate not, I'm not saying so much that you would need to do that. I'm just saying that, like, the, the new direction here, I mean, there's no, it doesn't seem anyway, from the roadmap, like there is a, uh, a point they're trying to reach. Well, it all I mean, kind of just feels started. a little meandering. Well, yeah, but even after Iron Man, with the end credit scene, they laid out a direction they were heading in. When Nick Fury shows up, he's like, I yeah. want to talk about the Avengers initiative. You're like, oh, shit. Okay, so that's the thing that they're going to try to do. Uh, I don't get any sense of direction here, and I'm just kind of... You know, they're all... All Marvel movies are really similar in many ways. And uh, I think the formula well, we of how they write their origin stories is kind of a little tired at this point. We haven't opinion. had the first movie for the next phase for Marvel yet. So I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt to, to wait at least until we get, you know, Black Widow and Shang-Chi before they start. You know, trying to push towards something else. Uh, they've well, I'm not saying these are going to be bad movies. I'm just saying I'm not personally interested in I understand, them but for like these reasons. It's like, to say that they're not going to build towards something grandiose, is that... Oh, I didn't say that they're not going to try. I just said that they haven't laid out... Uh, like, they, with the roadmap of movies, there doesn't seem to be an obvious destination that they're trying to reach. How? With... We get it in the title for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Like, what does that mean, though, Jake? Exactly. Did you know what? Like, did you know exactly what was going to happen for the Avengers Initiative? Like, okay, Avengers are going to come together, but like, Avengers, yes. Well, yeah, That's I know, exactly but you don't know what, what they're what they're going to be doing. And then at the end with Thanos, it's like, okay, so they're going with that arc. Sure. I'm sorry that I didn't interjected all during this discussion when you as soon as you said tournament and ancient artifacts of power i just had a dissociative episode and i went back and looked at the greatest tournament arc in all of animated kung fuery which is <laughs> uh you'll you do not know what the best tournament arc is i know what the best tournament arc is and it is the battle nexus arc from tmnt 2003 when they go to the interdimensional battle nexus and have to fight all, they, they participate in an interdimensional tournament. It's now, there's so good. a show that had a roadmap from the get go. <laughs> they knew yeah. from Turtle One they were going to be like, we're going to go to that tournament arc in the battle nexus. <laughs> I mean, TMET did have a pretty good, like, progression because they had the shredder you start with the shredder and the shredder dies and then you find out that the shredder is an alien so you got to go into space to fight the alien that shredder is based off of I mean, and that... then you fight the triceratons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then you have the ninja tribunal some might say that's jumping the sharks <laughs> no no now with tmnt no you know it's you know it's jumping the shark they did announce the new Transformers, uh, like, title, mm -hmm. which kind of, like, uh, alluded to what's going to be in it. That's called Rise of the Beasts. 
which means they we're just gonna get we're gonna wars. get the Maximals, the Predacons, and the Terracons. So But will they but will they fight off against the Skepticons? <laughs> the Skepticons. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Skepticon myself. <laughs> Skeptic. Oh Jesus. Uh never have I stumbled into such gold before. Uh let's we'll talk about the follow-up now. Um Hitman's wife's bodyguard is in the number one spot with eleven point three million dollars from Lionsgate, makers of quality films. Um a quiet place two, lose top spot, sliding right back down to two. Uh, in week four, nine million dollars. That's that's probably brought in a decent chunk of change. Yeah, yeah. two hundred twenty-six million dollars worldwide. I would say so. I, I only think it's thirty million dollars like domestic. Sixty. I think it was like sixty or eighty million to make or something like that. It was cheap. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I guess cheap, cheap, cheap. No dialogue too. <laughs> Writers got to take a break. We didn't even have to buy microphones. <laughs> um, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, uh, is up a spot somehow, despite huh. losing nearly 40% of its gross week over week. $6.8 million. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Well, we have our answer to see to like how well this movie would possibly do, being a interlap of horror and legal drama and the answer is i guess there is an audience for that sort of thing because it's made 145 million dollars worldwide yeah surprising horror mystery thriller is what imdb calls this or not imdb horror mystery where's the scary part (laughs) we're looking for it cruella and fifth, four point eight million dollars. How much movie is that? One hundred sixty-two million. That's made. Uh, still too much. I feel like. Down in six in the heights, way down in there. In the middle of the box office. It uh, wow. dropped four spots. Down sixty-three point five percent week over week, despite gaining fifty-three theaters. Um, it's made $24 million worldwide. I gotta, gotta think that's probably pretty close to not breaking even. I wonder why this did not do, it can't be a race thing. I wonder if they just didn't market it internationally. 7.6 million. Well, it's a, uh, it's a Broadway musical. Is it? I don't know how much those track overseas. I, I don't know. I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if it was pretty popular, if people would be like, you know, big fans I, I of I legitimately don't know. I, like, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know either. I, I have to imagine there's got to be a decent-sized audience. I mean, like, with, with something like In the Heights, though, I don't know. Like, would you watch a musical about life in a very specific region of, like, France? I mean, we did just watch Luca, so... <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but that was really a musical. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I mean, I, I could see where it's like Washington Heights. What the fuck is that? I could see someone being not from America or not even from New York and being like, "What the fuck is Washington Heights?" Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it's got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's getting good review press. 4.7 out of 5 on Facebook because that's what popped up in the three <laughs> ratings that they gave me on Google. Uh, 84% of Google users like the movie. It has that controversy about there not being enough black Latinos in it, I guess. Um, maybe that's hurting it. Um, but, you know, we'll see what the real deal with the movie is, because we know people. Not personally, but we know where they live. And that's the IMDb user review section. And if ever you need to know what's going on with a movie, why is this movie the way it is, they'll be the ones to tell you in uh, run-on sentences. And (laughs) yes, they'll tell you many things. Their personal biases, their ethnic backgrounds, their preferred choice of pizza-based snacks. We're taking a cross. And they ask the hard point. questions too. Like, how far would go to be famous? Would you kill for it? It's it's so it's so amazing. You'll never know what you find in the reviews. It's true. Except we because we already looked at them. Yes, we've already picked these. Um There are a lot of reviews for this movie. We were not hurting for choice. So I will begin with a ten out of ten from Billy Ligis, L-I-G-G-S. In the Heights, 10 out of 10. Brilliant, incredible, wonderful! (laughs) How there can be anything but superlatives to describe this show, I do not know. Exclamation mark. A must for Oscar shortlist for so many areas. Editing, acting, sets, costumes, and of course, choreography. I do not think there are Oscars for sets or choreography. <laughs> no. I don't think so either. They have their own. Zero out of five found that one helpful. I, I went down to the bottom of the least helpful reviews because those, those <laughs> were the only ones that were like not Iliads about <laughs> this movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Iliads, I'm going to read one because I think this um, pinpoints a good amount of the controversy that this movie had a little bit. It wasn't. It wasn't like people were up in arms, but a certain community was a little upsetty spaghetti over it. Uh, so this is the one out of ten from Santur Santur Sedsi. I don't know. One out of ten. This movie was boring, and I fell asleep. Warning. Spoilers. I don't think there's that many spoilers in this. Um, I think it just talks about the actors. As an Afro-Puerto Rican, I am very disappointed at the lack of Afro-Puerto Ricans and Dominicans missing in this movie. I am a native New Yorker born in Spanish Harlem, quote, or parentheses Manhattan. Mm -hmm. However, there are many Afro-Dominicans living in Washington Heights, and this film primarily portrays light-skinned or white Hispanics. Melissa Barrera is a Mexican actress, and Corey Hawkins is African-American, playing Dominican characters. Corey Hawkins at times in the movie spoke as if he had a Dominican accent. An Afro-Latino actor should have played a major role. Don't get me wrong, I am a fan of my fellow young Boricua brother, 
Anthony Ramos. I would have preferred to see Afro-Cubano Laz Alonzo, a native Washingtonian and Howard University graduate, cast in this movie. They should also have cast Afro-Cubana Gina Torres in this movie. Racism continues to exist in the Hispanic community, and I see it every day on Telemundo and Univision. Furthermore, the majority of Caribbean Hispanics in the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Cuba do not care or get along with Mexicans, Salvadorians, and other Central Americans. Our Caribbean culture is different, and the slave trade occurred in the Caribbean, and not so much in Mexico and Central America, in my opinion. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is color-conscious with the respect of casting Latinos with lighter skin and European features in the Heights. 72 out of 174 found that helpful. Well, that is the controversy, the crux of it. My Um, only take on this is a take that we've expressed before for a lot of different demographics. This is not just an uh, Afro-Cubano or Latino issue. This is a a general specialized demographic issue. You don't have to cast someone who is of the demographic to have them portray the demographic well. That's why they're actors. Yeah. Yeah. This was I yeah. last yeah. time we did this was with the um with Jen, was it um Jennifer Lawrence as the or no it was um who who plays oh, Black with Scarlett Johansson Scarlett Johansson yeah playing right. as trans the actress yes. playing a trans person yes the trans like, yeah. person yeah so yeah I I won't have you know if if it, it it's a pro, it's a legitimate grievance that. Um, the who how they portray the cast sure there's a good discussion to be had about that for sure but in terms of hiring the the exact ethnicity of the characters to buy <laughs> have actors it's, who exactly yeah. match the ethnicity of the people it, in the movie is the not that's 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 a low that's a low take there's well, better I would ways like to see I, I just out of morbid curiosity, I would like to see a movie like cast by these people who who feel yeah. so strongly about this. Like, should the role not go to the person who was best in the audition? Yeah. Well, let's. Okay, so this guy said he would have preferred Laz Alonzo. Okay, well, let's see what he was in. Let's see like his chops and see if he can go up against Anthony Ramos. Ramos, who is very good. I mean, that guy, he, he was very skilled in uh, in Hamilton and in this. And I think he has a, mm. you know, a big background in music. Although, so, like, I will say, I will say that um, for a stage production, um, those are usually, those usually can have different casts than strictly movie affairs. You know, what I think of, like, stuff like Rent, where, say what you will about the movie, but as a big thing, they took this Broadway cast of that and just put them in the movie. Oh, you'll know. So the guy who he wanted to play, uh, replace Anthony Ramos was, was the guy from the boys, the black guy from, uh, the boys for their musical. That's Laz Alonzo for their singing and dancing musical. Yes. Singing and dancing movie. Yes. I, I, I mean, I don't know. He could be a, he could have the, the drive and the, the latent talent. Has he been in any uh, I'm, I'm looking. musical type things? 
I'm looking but, at uh yeah. oh soundtrack. Okay. Well, One why track. doesn't he sing on the boys oh. then? Oh, <laughs> bunny whip? I don't. I don't think so. I, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say that no, he doesn't have a singing career. Uh, but actor wise, I don't think he has. I mean, TV series. Well, extras. I, I guess you could also say like Emma Watson isn't a singer, but she's still got a lead part in Beauty and the Beast. And they they sure. put on the the musical Photoshop on that. But then again, I think a lot of um, like a lot of actors they they do start off on like Broadway and stuff, and mm-hmm. they they do have those singing chops behind them. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't yeah. know there's, if Laz Alonzo was one of them. Yeah, there's plenty. I mean, there's plenty of ammo on both sides. I mean, for God's sake, they got Bill Murray to be Baloo in the fucking Jungle Book and sing the Bare Necessities. Sure. Um, but I have I have a middling one. Who's someone who's right in the middle of this, and they know, they know, because they've given me one of the better opening lines that I've had in a user review. Uh, not the best, but it's up there. Uh, from Catamella's six out of ten in the Heights review, titled "A Musical Portray." <clears throat> Being Latin America, I love the intent on representing our culture more within cinema. <laughs> not even a real journalism. I love the music. Some of the lyrics, though, seem a bit lazy. Far too simple and literal. When I believe Latin American culture and music comes better in metaphors. Uh, But I did love the rhythms and the dancing. I definitely wish there was more of that out there in the world. Nevertheless, the story is boring. There is no story, really. At least a story in the traditional sense. Temporarily or argumentative. The story does not progress. It does not... Wait, the story does not progresses. It does not move anywhere, from my perspective. This movie is a portrait, a still portray of place and time. I watched for the music, but the story was not captivating. There was no story, no real developments, and ultimately, it all remains the same. Two out of four. All right. Um, Laura L-A-W-R-S-A-R-A. Laura Sarah. Um, in the Heights. Love, love, loved it with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine exclamation points. Uh, beautiful movie, hands down, heart eyes emoji. I mean, y'all gotta love Lynn Manuel, Miranda, Christopher Jackson, Anthony Ramos for four exclamation points. Uh, check out this dope movie in any movie theater. And leave the best reviews anywhere you can. Looks like another mm. niner on the exclamation marks. Uh, I love <laughs> the, the movie, the sound. No, I love the movie, the soundtrack. There's no comma between those, mind you. And everything about it, period. My three personal favorite songs are Ellipses, Space, In the Heights, 96,000, and Blackout. They used an ampersand instead of using and, which they have used everywhere else or oh. maybe 96,000 in blackout is is the title of the song uh one two three four five that's only six exclamation marks i they don't feel as strongly about those being their favorite as they do you reviewing reviews i've now watched it twice and it makes me laugh every time i see it but i still haven't cried yet exclamation mark check it 
Check it out on Spotify for the soundtrack and HBO Max for the movie. Oh, Jesus. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One. 16 exclamation marks at the end there. <laughs> Zero, three. Found that helpful. Amazing. Sorry. Uh, I'll ignore it. Give some hot trash shake. Um, So, trying to think of my my duty to you as an audience. Should I give you some more of the same race-baiting garbage, or should I give you an actual review? I think I'm going to give you an actual review. Give me a fucking dyslexic screed. (laughs) Actually, there's not a whole lot of that. They're all erudite? A lot of this stuff is, is like... Is like yeah yeah it sucked it sucked it sucked uh, I miss cats was one of them whatever um, this is probably um, it's probably the best I think out of uh, out of all of them a one out of ten not in the cinema don't waste your money the film does not go anywhere it it is a long road to nowhere. The music is easily forgettable. The acting was subpar. The biggest problem is the story is generic. If you must see it, then do it from home. 19 out of 43 found that helpful. And that, I think, was the closest to my review of it. I want to give it a 1 out of 10. But yeah. don't You don't need to go see it in theater. Watch it at home if you can. Watch Hamilton instead. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was just... The trail off was amazing there. Um, and then finally, we got Eclectic Boogaloo's 4 out of 10 review. What's all the fuss about? Um, all the things that are wrong with this movie could be summed up by one big midpoint dramatic sequence. Character drama with celebratory singing and dancing. A dramatic scene where everyone's happy. It's so dark. But look at the fireworks! This movie is too long and can't seem to let any drama build for more than 30 seconds before assaulting the screen with smiling faces and singing. Be assaulted <laughs> by the smiles. Ah, God, God, ah. damn. Um, I'm Latino, so I really wanted to like this. Some of the songs Peter, you never are told me. <laughs> ice. Some of the themes resonated with me, but the music and dance is not strong enough to carry a two and a half hour movie with Ooh, no Jesus. drama and focus. Favorite scene the Abuela musical number with the flashback, Paciencia y Fe. Fantastic. So that's just watch that scene, I guess, from this guy. Uh, 77 out of 137. Can confirm that was a pretty uh, cool shot. Uh, the Abuela is played by the Maria from the uh, 1960 West Side Story movie, I believe. Oh, sweet. But that's that is in the heights, in the heights. in Dis- lay heights. Con- Controverse on Twitter and get the numbers up, get it trending again, <laughs> so people can buy it. All righty. Um, I closed out Box Office Mojo. <laughs> Let me reopen that. I have too many tabs open. Uh, Box Office Mojo. And pull that box office back up. Okay, that's in the heights. Uh, seven, Spirit Untamed, 1.5 million. Twelve Mighty Orphans is up four spots. <laughs> what, is eighth. what is this? Uh, um, prequel to uh, Mighty Ducks? 
haunted by his mysterious past and his voted high school football coach leads a scrawny team of orphans to the state championship <laughs> during the Great Depression okay. and inspires a broken nation along the way. We are definitely an intergalactic uh, cable. cable. Yeah. Um, the next, the house next door, Meet the Blacks 2, uh, down two spots into ninth, $600,000 there. Uh, Wrath of Man rounds out the top 10, $455,000. How much does that make overall? $95 million? That's a pretty good take. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's check up on some of our, our good friends here. Uh, Crude's New Age in 20th, and it's 30th week, uh, $47,000. That's still making like people's year salary there in <laughs> the year. No, where is uh, it? It's in number 20. No, oh, not the Crudes. Oh, oh, War of Grandpa? Oh, my God. Is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. It bit the dust, but no. guys. No! But, uh, no, it's it's gone. That is very sad. However, I feel like we're bearing the lead here because yeah. a trailer we didn't talk about on Watch has shown up here on the box office Mojo report. In 39th place, in five theaters. Opening. Making, in its opening week, making $1,287. Crack House of the Dead. Wow. Wow. As I'm sure all of you who are normal people... And don't do a podcast where your mission is to dredge up the most obscure and stupid shit you can find. Uh, I encourage you to go and Google Crack House of the Dead trailer because, my lord, is it something. Um, Don't watch the movie. I'm sure the movie cannot possibly live up to the promise of the trailer. But, my god, Crack House of the Dead showing up. On, on box office mojo. This is your like, legacy war with Grandpa. This is a real movie. Yeah. This is not a bizarre student film as we prognosticated. It must be. The, um, the legend has been realized. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Um, but that 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 I can close out some tabs. Hooray! It's happening, folks. Windows 11's coming. Got it. Apps holiday apps are coming to our computer near you. Holiday uh release this year. Betas are coming out sooner than that. I don't know if the betas are gonna be open to the public. There will be beta access for Windows Insiders into various builds. I don't know what Windows Insider is. Now um, uh Microsoft has uh a lot of pressure on them to break the cycle of uh, going back and forth between bad and good uh, uh, interfaces or operating, operating systems. systems. Yeah, OS, yeah OS, big OS updates. Um, um, versions, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think there was a string there in the '90s where it was. Uh, I, I don't think people. I think. Generally, Windows ninety five to Windows ninety eight was considered good. Yeah, I know they they hit a hiccup there when they went to Windows ME Millennium Edition, um, and then 
think after that might have been XP, which was good, and then Vista, Vista which Vista was, was bad. Vista wasn't necessarily bad. I think the implementation of when they released it. So Windows Vista is basically just Windows 7 with wonkier driver support. And the reason it had wonkier driver support is that the hardware that was on most family computers running XP was not up to snuff to run Windows Vista. But Microsoft, not wanting to hurt the sales of Windows Vista, did not make that perfectly clear to uh, people selling computers or people who own computers who were pressured to upgrade the Windows Vista. So it gets a really bad rap, but it wasn't as terrible as you probably remember it being. Uh, if you were able to run it on appropriate hardware. Uh, of course, Windows 7 is lauded as one of the best Windows releases yeah. ever. Windows 8 um, was not very good. Was, it was, was very not great. Windows 8.1 was all right, though. Um, yeah. When they brought back Windows 8.1 with Classic Shell was good. Windows um, 9 n- never happened. <laughs> was so bad that it never even made it. And then Windows 10 uh, was, was all right. Windows 10 was good, yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, I, I've been, and, I mean, I've liked Windows 10 so far. I haven't had any issues with it. I'm excited for Windows 11. I want to see if I can get a beta build because um, they, they've done a lot of tweaking under the hood that's going to improve performance for... Uh, more modern stuff like they've the big and one of the big updates they did was to the thread scheduler and without getting too technical because to be perfectly honest with you even I uh, am not like a software engineer that can tell you exactly where this is optimizing but as you are well aware if you follow the PC hardware space we are getting uh, after years of being stuck on four cores eight thread stuff we're getting a bunch more multi-core parts, and Windows 10 was not really built optimally to utilize all those cores and threads. Uh, but Windows 11's new thread scheduler is going to be able to better leverage multi-threaded uh, capabilities of modern CPUs to en- enhance uh, app performance and stuff like that. And that should be big in gaming. Um, also related to gaming. There are some other features such as integrated Xbox Game Pass built right into the Xbox app uh, on Windows 11, which is baked into the software. Uh, Auto HDR, which uses um, some proprietary nonsense at the DirectX API level. Uh, DirectX 11 or higher games can have Auto HDR applied to them, which will reconfigure their rendering nonsense to inject hdr into it um hdr on windows 10 is kind of booty so i'll I'll have to see how well this works um to believe it they showed off skyrim and as part of their presentation if you didn't see that i'll be posting the image there and it looks it kind of looks like they just slapped a lot of bloom on it uh but that's i mean what is a skyrim update without more graphics no gameplay changes. Well, it's not even an update. This is just in at, at the OS level injecting HDR into a game that does not natively just mainlining support it. that HDR. Um, direct storage, which is a feature that 
was big on the next gen consoles. It's what allows the the supposed crazy throughput of data for loading larger game assets instantly. Basically, it lets your storage interface directly with your graphics processor without having to go through the middleman of your CPU, which will, uh, in theory at least, allow larger size texture assets that are stored on your storage. Uh, this is really only beneficial if you have fast storage, and I don't know how many people are sticking a bunch of games on an NVMe drive, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, and it will supposedly allow it allow for developers to better use higher quality assets without having to concern themselves with loading times, which is, a like I said, a big feature on next-gen consoles, Xbox Series X and uh, PS5, and that coming to PC. Really, it seems like they're trying to line up feature sets of Windows gaming and Xbox gaming to kind of make a more unified ecosystem there, which is a noble goal, I would say. And lastly, uh, the other thing that I didn't see coming, and I don't know how many people did, but apparently Windows 11 is going to have support for Android apps. Um, maybe this shouldn't have been as big a surprise given with the MyPhone integration uh, with Windows now and being able to like open, like stream from your phone the screen onto your computer to interface with that. Uh, maybe it should have been a little bit more of a natural progression to think that it was going to support Android apps, but this is all a ploy to get Android people to move their apps onto yeah. the Windows Store. With one, yeah, well, with one caveat, it is not the Windows Store; it's the Amazon uh, App Store. So it's like a partnership through Amazon. Well, no, uh, so it's 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 with so it's the Windows Store. But instead of taking Android apps from Google Play, instead of linking those two together, it's getting the Android apps through the Amazon store. Yeah, yeah. So it, I think I think what I've what I've seen is that basically Google and Amazon is basically interchangeable. I think they, if you mirror them, if you copy them, like they're based, they have all the same ones. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like it's but, like it's like any other app store. Like Samsung has their own app store, and like all Android apps. The big ones, the ones that you will care about, are going yeah, I, to be on so. all of them. I I don't see it being an issue, but it's just I guess I don't know, just something to to note yeah. that like I think it's going to have you log into your Amazon account uh, to like access the Amazon app store. You're gonna are gonna have the Amazon app automatically downloaded with it or some some shit like that. So just, when people get it, don't be surprised if I don't know who doesn't use Amazon. So I don't know how it'll be a problem. Um, and maybe actually that might be nice is having an Amazon app right there instead of like going to the website. I don't know if the yeah, it'll be interesting. Will be better. I'm kind of excited for Windows 11. I was a little, um, I don't want to say underwhelmed, but uh, when the rumors about it started circulating, I was a little like, oh, why are they doing this? Like Windows 10, it was supposed to be Windows as a service and yeah. constantly updated and all that. And now they're going to make you buy another operating system that seems a little weird. But when the Linus did a video, they got an, they there was a leaked version of Windows 11 that I think was leaked by Microsoft themselves at this point to build hype. But uh, Linus Tech Tips did a video where they were they had it running on a machine and it looked pretty impressive. 
I kind of like, I dig a little bit the new aesthetic of it. They yeah. kind of took a lot of design language from Mac OS, which I've always liked the uh, like design language of Mac OS. I just don't like the functionality of Mac OS. So yeah. if I can have the best of both worlds, that's great. Um, there are a few things that I guess in the in, deep in the patch notes of what Windows 11 is going to offer. There are a few things in there that kind of seem like feature downgrades, but I'll have to get my hands on it to see if it really is irritating. But every anytime you go from one Windows OS to another, there's always something that annoys you. Like, for instance, Windows 10 search. It's so fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, there is a, there is some like smart features that I, I hope to see more of this Avenue. So I don't, I don't know many people who do this, but if you, I actually am kind of excited about it. If I ever go back to the office, um, and start plugging my, my laptop into other, uh, monitors, uh, it is apparently going to have a smart feature where it memorizes the format of what's on your other monitor and then minimizes that. Um, yeah, rather than jumbling you, everything up when it disconnects. Yes, yeah. and then if you plug it back into that monitor, it'll remember where it was and it'll slap it back there instead of squeezing it onto one <laughs> one uh, monitor and then uh, having your monitor just be cluttered with Windows. As um, a dual monitor user of different resolutions, this makes me very happy mm -hmm. because yeah. that happens a lot when I have to turn off one of my monitors for whatever reason and then everything gets all fucked up. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some nice quality life changes, um, and I hope there's more smart features like that. I can't think of like what example I'm thinking of, but uh, you know, if if there's some random stuff like that that they include, yeah, watching the presentation, nice. it was like there was a lot of like little things where it's like, oh yeah, look, that could be neat, that could be neat, um, but we really won't have a sense until we can get our hands on. Sure. Of uh, the OS, which hopefully I don't know what win being a Windows insider is. How if you, I can opt into that, or is it just like whatever group of people they deign to be Windows insiders? Uh, but I would like to get my hands on on a beta build of this at some point. See if maybe uh, it can be installed. I know the leaked version. There's a lot of hardware level uh, security features that prevented it from being like directly installed on hardware. Um, so I don't know if the beta is going to be like that and you won't be able to install a version that might find its way out to the general public, if you know what I mean, but I we'll believe, see. We, did we, we said it was a free, I think it's a free upgrade. Um, I believe it'll be a free upgrade for yeah. people who already have windows 10. Yeah. That, that's um, cool. Which I mean, I guess should be more expected than cool. Yes. Yeah, they did it the same way with, uh, windows 10 from windows 7 they wanted to get everyone on the same sure. platform and i think that that's another thing they're going to do now because they're really banking especially with integrating android apps and uh redesigning their store i think they're really trying to make the microsoft store a revenue driver for them uh rather than just selling the os straight up for a hundred dollars for sure which if if you need if you don't have anything i think like with Windows 10, you still have to pay full price for a license. But there are there are many sites that get bulk deals on licenses and sell them back to you for less than that. So worry not. Um, on to like actual video games. Halo Infinite's team feels good about a holiday release, assures Phil Spencer. This oh, holiday? 
the delayed next gen Halo will be out before the end of 2021. We'll see. <laughs> oh god, just put it in March. Just put it back to March. It'll be good by then, and no one will give a fuck. This is what. Just do the Breath of the Wild. Just put it in March, and then it'll sell for the rest of the year and have a greater attach rate than the fucking Xbox One S or the <laughs> Xbox One X or the X Xbox S One X One S Gen Five Xbox. That's the, the one. Xbox X Wing. <laughs> yeah, all the X Wing box. Put it in March for when people get their tax returns, and that tax return money will go right into the Halo Infinite. Boom. Can't say you don't have money when you got a tax return. But, Jake, we're forgetting Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free. Yeah, Don't don't tell the fan base that. They want the campaign. Uh, You want the campaign. (laughs) You're going to want the campaign. We've included some interesting stuff in the campaign. You're going to be able to fight aliens and a computer think about that gamer cortana's evil now you want to see those cortana titties we know it we know you want to see those (laughs) you all know women are sexier when they become villains you want to see what that looks like hell yeah dude actually i think they made her less sexy to be quite honest they like they upped it. She's just actual cortana now well it's a a giant circle yeah i've seen the trailer but like i've never like Ogled Cortana before. That's oh, well, you right. haven't lived, my friend. <laughs> go, go into Rule Thirty Four. I think I'll pass. Thank you. Nothing's better than that. Uh, you know, three four three guilty spark going to town on that Cortana booty. Um, but anyways, uh, I think she is a normal person. <laughs> looking. <laughs> she is not naked and digital. I don't know where we are right now. I don't know where I am. What day is it? It's Saturday. What other day would we what fucking be talking it? about Cortana booty? Uh, Crazy the- Grove is a uh, game that's uh, kind of like a Stardew Valley-esque life simulator, but uh, it has a, a funny Spanish localization uh, change. So if you're a fan of retro games, you'll be well aware of all the interesting localization changes uh, in the early days of the NES and stuff for American audiences. But now here we have an American game being localized for another territory with a interesting change. So there's a line um, in Cozy Grove, which is an Animal Crossing-like uh, game where you show up on an island full of ghosts and you got to make friends with the ghosts. And uh, there's one ghost that in the U.S. version says, what if you get sick and need to crowdfund your appendectomy? But because in Spain and other Spanish territories, their healthcare system isn't so fucked, they've changed the line <laughs> to, if a Spanish, uh, to, I need friends to pay for my appendectomy. They probably, they would probably not laugh. They'd be like, why would I want friends to pay for that? <laughs> um, so they've changed the line for for that. I, I, I picked that article because it's very interesting to hear a U.S. game being localized mm-hmm. for another territory with that. Uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer, Speak of the Devil, will feature its own ongoing story. Season 1 is set to return things to Reach. 
and be based on Reach, which Good. will Great. be interesting because like the first Halo novel is titled The Fall of Reach. And Halo Reach. <laughs> why why are these guys all pushing like I it's been a thing for a while now since like Titanfall that like multiplayer but with the story is is this kind of idea that because Fortnite is making money hand over fist and everyone's like I want to try to replicate that business model and Fortnite's got seasons they had like well no they have seasons of content with crossovers and I'm I don't play Fortnite but I assume there's some sort of like vague story that goes on there and that's something that's been in games for a while I remember um, well, I guess it's not really a story, but back in Mech Assault 2 on on Xbox Live there on the OG Xbox, there was a game mode where you players can pick a, pick a faction, uh, like a Wolf Dragoons and other like mech groups uh, faction. And then you can, through different multiplayer games, take over certain systems and it was like set to be like this whole big thing where continue for the life of the game servers where everyone would you know constantly try to have galactic dominance with their their faction of course the attach rate wasn't that great for the mode and it didn't get played as much but like that sort of concept for this living multiplayer to have like some sort of objective and uh, accomplishment beyond just having a good round of the game has been around for forever uh this is just feels like a an evolution of that concept halo evolution combat evolved evolved yeah you could say combat evolved <laughs> uh steam summer sla- sales on right now i'm Ooh. checking checking the page right now a lot of shit's on sale you can get borderlands 3 for under 20 dollars you can get uh, mass effect legendary edition for under 50 dollars now so if you're waiting a little bit on that uh now's a good time to buy halo master chief collections also 20 bucks right now um red dead redemption 2 is 40 dollars outriders has been marked down to 39 dollars cyberpunk is about 40 bucks as well Dragon Ball Z Kakarot has been marked down to twenty dollars from sixty. Um, lots of lots of shit being on sale right now. Um, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons is only fifteen bucks on sale right now. Uh, lots of, lots of lots of. You see a Thieves is marked down. <laughs> Sims is Sims Four gets Sims Four five bucks. Every, it's the classics on for sale where every just everything's on sale. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's how I'll get Kristen to start playing video games. I'll get Sims Four. Divinity Original Sin Sims Two. <laughs> loves those Sims. Is eighteen bucks. Doom Eternal Deluxe Editions thirty dollars. Uh, Standard Editions nineteen. Season Pass Two for Borderlands Three is uh, twenty bucks. So yeah, pretty much everything's on sale. Shit, yeah. Anything you could, want. yeah, I'll, I'll peruse to see if there's anything interesting. I, I, there's, I'm in a weird spot right now where there aren't a, like a lot of games that I haven't played out there that I'm super interested in, like or at least recently to have come out. We should check uh, out uh, Divinity. 
Oh, man. Uh, no. Baldur's Gate? Fuck no. Oh, yeah. Actually, Baldur's Gate, I'd be interested in playing. I haven't played those in forever. The early Bioware stuff. Mm-hmm. I love Bioware. Well, what Bioware used to be. We'll see. We'll see if they can reclaim the reputation. I should play Ark again. I played that on my shitty computer, and I like hated it because I couldn't run it or something. Well, now you can it. hate it because grief has, is, right? Has optimization in ARC improved any? I know it's on consoles now, so they I'm must have sure. done I something. I see a to... lot of people play it. There's an ARC Genesis 2 out or some shit, so there must be something out for, for gamers that like it. Performance of ARC any better? <laughs> Just a Reddit thread saying yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ark again, was this game optimized finally? And other questions on Reddit. Yes, let's see. <laughs> We've got here. Okay. I decided to see if they improved the performance and FPS issues I had in the past and decided to install the game on my PC. Keep in mind, I don't even have $100 to improvement. Here's the specs. i7-4790K. Right, that's a pretty decent CPU. 16 gigabytes DDR3. Uh, yes. GTX 770 OC. Oh, the, their driver support for 700 series GPUs ends at, uh, in October, I think. So if you're still on a 700, <laughs> all your 750 Ti people out there, 750 Ti game in shambles. Uh, game installed on SSD. Anyone tell me? So it runs better than it did in beta testing, but still will not run well on a 770. It's just too old, not enough VRAM, 30 FPS. 1080p mid setting sounds likely. Oh, well, that's not terrible for a card like the 770. Uh, here's another thing. Game is not optimized fully, but it's a lot better now. What you have is good, but you got to run everything on low. Otherwise, get any of the 10 series card, and you'll be able to run some on medium. 20 series, I don't know. Maybe you can try that all out on medium. Um, yeah, well, we'll we'll wait your report, Jake, to see how it runs on your, uh, what do you got? Uh, 30... Uh, 2070 Super? Yeah, but what's your CPU? Oh, uh... 3800? Okay. So, yeah. that's a modern... More modern-ish, mid-tier-ish machine. 37 or 3800, one of the two. I am not... I'm not enough of a... Enough of a fan of Arc just to buy it for a performance You know, I here. saw the dinosaurs... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure still. I'm sure it's a, a good game. It's just in that genre that I don't really care. For. Like, I'm not a big survival game guy because I don't think I a do. lot of it's just resource management and it's work. It doesn't really feel like I'm playing a game. It feels like I'm. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more job. of like a a jump into the action kind of game, and it wasn't. I, so I don't think I really knew what, exactly what I was getting myself into. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do, but. God damn, you gotta. I think you gotta take a while to get there, and uh, maybe maybe if I take my time with it. Yeah, it's like No Man's Sky. Like I don't have any problems with that game and its systems and all that. And like if if you're someone like Peter, who really loves the fuck out of that game. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. it's not my type of game. I'm not Wait, a big one? base builder. No Man's Sky. Oh, no, yeah, no, Mansky. Yeah, it also ran like shit when we had two people on, even though they have a new fucking multiplayer mode. Yeah. It, it ran pretty... at 
PowerPoint quality for me. Yeah, was, it didn't run was, great for me either. I was uh, mad at that. On my 3080 and <laughs> 3900X. It's a shame. All right, but, so that's, yes. that's that. Uh, crypto mining is in the news. <laughs> so GPU relief might be coming as China looked at their power grid and was like, oh, shit, crypto mining's like fucking fucking us up. So they're, they've uh, put big restrictions on crypto mining and uh, demand for GPUs is already starting to lessen a little bit. But to get around this, hackers are now infecting gamers' PCs with malware that install uh, crypto mining software on there. <laughs> so they are Great. using your computer to mine crypto for them. So this is uh, just general safe practices on the internet. Have yep. antivirus. Have Avast is a free antivirus. It's very mm-hmm. well updated. Spybot uh, is good for malware. There's this- plenty of quality three and even windows defender now is pretty good Mm. um so there's a lot of antivirus and anti-malware software out there from reputable companies that is free and will keep you protected so always always use protection (laughs) is this the the modern like this is like the cyberpunk version of a meth head ripping the copper out of your walls. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is exactly. They're literally stealing your electricity. I will steal your electricity. I'll get a whole coin. One whole Bitcoin. We have, If you have parts of a Bitcoin, we almost have one whole Bitcoin. <laughs> how, much, how much does the Bitcoin go for nowadays? I think it's still like 17K, isn't it? Oh, let's That's look at the price of Bitcoin. Yeah, it's probably stabilized at this point. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Well, relatively. Okay. Bitcoin is one Bitcoin currently equals thirty one thousand US dollars. Damn. Far far cry from where it was, I mean, what, maybe a month month ago or so? Um, it's rebounded a little bit from its low. It crashed down to thirty one wait a minute. Okay, no, it, it's at its low now. I've misread the graph. So at its peak, it was about $40,000. And that was... Wait, how is this graph? Okay, this graph is fucked. Um, oh, okay. I can change the resolution of it. So that's over a month. Let's take a look at five years. Okay, so it was only 600... It was only 650 back in 2016. So... All the people who who saw the boat on that. So I think it peaked at $61,000. So yeah, it's down about 30k from its peak. Back, excuse me, back in uh, the earlier part of this year. You know who doesn't have Bitcoin? Sea monsters. Italians. (laughs) Sea monsters. They don't know about Bitcoin. What what do they have? Bubble coin? They They have spaghetti coin. Spaghetti (laughs) coin. Can we take this Bitcoin and turn it into something else? Like spaghetti? (laughs) (laughs) Like Vespas? Oh, Um, gosh. Finally, a movie that is about my people. The gays. (laughs) Sea monsters, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, so Luca... 
It's um, Luca. This could be a short review because I don't really have a ton to There's say not about much Luca. To say about it, yeah. It just kind of happened. Uh, yeah. It's it's a decent mid tier Pixar movie. You can watch with your family, and uh, you know, it just there's not as big an emotional attachment there. I think the 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 like the story's climax kind of didn't feel earned in a lot of ways. Its pacing was was pretty muddled, I'd say. Like, I I think about this movie, and I think about Ratatouille, and I'm like Ratatouille for me did everything that this movie wanted to do, but better. I think about, to me right now, like in the modern era at least, um, I think Coco is the gold standard of Pixar Mm -hmm. animation. And uh, that was an examination of Hispanic culture. Soul was an examination of like more urban culture. I won't I won't want to say black specifically because it wasn't necessarily all black. It was more like inner city sort of stuff. The, the but there were a lot of black scene. people in there. Scene, yeah. yeah, I guess that is kind of historically black, at least. Um, and then this one is another. T- so like they're doing their world tour of like cultural examinations, which yeah. I don't have a problem. It's interesting. I like learning about other cultures and like seeing that sort of thing explored. Uh, but this one just kind of felt like it was, you know... What did it have to say about the Italians? That they like yeah. pasta? Guys, did you know Italians like to eat pasta? It didn't really feel like it used the setting in any meaningful way. Like, you could have put this anywhere, and I think it would have worked yeah. just as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, coming from a uh, 50% Italian man myself... Who has been to that area of Italy? I've been to there. Uh, there was somewhere, I think it was based off the Amalfi Coast. Um, it looks a lot like the Mediterranean coastal towns um, on the western side of Italy. Um, Yeah, it, it was just like, they said Mamma Mia a lot. They said uh, a bunch of Italian words. Some were made up. Uh, <laughs> some were like made up sayings, at least. Um, yeah. So there was there was some uh, liberties that they took, which I think was fine. If they put it in their fictional world, um, uh, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, um, I mean this this town, at least to my knowledge, doesn't actually no. exist. No, this so. town does not exist. So it's not based off a real town. They can it have their own has, culture. It just has the yeah. I I don't think there is like a big, to my knowledge at least, I don't think there's a big spree of like bike races that like bike triathlons that involve swimming, eating, and biking. Yeah, that, that was, one kind of felt a little like. <laughs> again, I'm like, I'm like, what are you saying? It's like Italians really like food. You can say that about every culture. Like we all have our own food dish that we're like we're really jazzed about. I Imagine if Coco like, had a fucking scene where they had to eat tamales for five minutes. Right, that, that's a yeah. thing. It's like, oh my god, oh, the scene I in Coco. I remember churros was being like a thing in that though. Like what, maybe what a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a central focus, but mm. yeah. So this and is honestly, a uh, it feels like it would have been more sense in Coco because I feel like there's a big culture of like cooking with your family and and like. Well, they had a lot of that. Like so, like when they did the friendas, they mm-hmm. had the scenes there where you had your tribute. There, there was a lot of food in that. Mm. Um, 
And I think, you know, talking with, I mean, Diane's not Mexican, but, you know, talking with, uh, you know, Diane, I work with a lot of Hispanic people and I, I've talked with them about, cause the movie comes up at times and, you know, it's a pretty good representation of, of the culture from what I've been told. And, yeah, uh, I, this I one, guess. like, I, Vespa's and <laughs> spaghetti. It's, it's, I, I couldn't shake the fact that it was very stereotypical Italian. It doesn't talk about Italian values. Like there's there's some with every culture there's there's values that are held in high regard or values that you can attribute to that thing. Like like I said with ratatouille, that was very about the French spirit, which was like you know it's about French cooking, but French cooking is about creativity and passion and high pressure environments of performing at your artistic best. And like, what can I say about Luca? Like, I guess I don't, I guess I don't know what the the spirit of Italia is. I you know? feel like this movie was hurt by them not wanting to go all in on, I think what they wanted the message to be. Like, I don't, there's not really a takeaway from this movie. You know, like with Coco, it's like family. That's the takeaway. Family is very important in this in this culture. And like you got to appreciate your family and be able to connect with them and all that. Um, follow your passions, et cetera, et cetera. This one, it it, it just kind of it dipped. It's, it wanted to do something with with the, uh, you know, romantic undertones of the relationship between Luca and Alberto. Um, but they never really went in on that, which I think was a hard. safe bet. I think, I think they wanted to be very subtle about it, and I think it was Pixar just being careful about not being too on the nose about things. Even though they were like, "Okay, here's some really close friends that you know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't." But you know, when you when you look at the deeper meanings, and if you just, I mean, if you just sub out. You're a sea monster. We don't accept you. Um, uh, you know, talking about the school accepting sea monsters in it. It's like, if you were just replace that with gay, it's like... I didn't feel like it was yeah. really an allegory for that, though, because of mm -hmm. all the other sea monsters and that not being like... Mm -hmm. I think they're just, yeah, not being... They're not... They don't have a... They don't need to give everyone a case of the not gays. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, well, th there were two specific things that really like called it out and was like specifically in the allegory it was the scene where he pushed alberto in the water or alberto jumped in the water and he said oh you're a he's like, like Look, i'm a sea him. monster he, he's out and then luca said ah oh, you're a sea monster as in denying his own sea monster self to fit in with uh uh julia and then there was the last scene where when the town was accepting of them as sea monsters, they were the two women who put aside the umbrellas and were sea monsters right next to each other. They were, that was obviously yeah, the, the old ladies from the beginning. I like that yeah. callback. Yeah, which, but, which was good. That was very good. Um, yeah, but like, I, I don't, like that scene, I didn't really feel like the movie earned it, you know? Yeah, it... Yeah. Because there's only, like, two scenes in the movie where they're, like, you know, they have the scene where they help the dad find the fish and all that, but 
like they don't really focus on <laughs> and building a relationship with the with the townsfolk where they would be like, oh yeah, sure, fucking these people are great. Who cares if they're sea monsters? Sure, yeah, that, it <laughs> it kind of was like, <laughs> let's go full Lovecraft here. Let's get the fish town going. It was just it was just basically Julia's dad vouching for them and being like, nah, this is Luca and Alberto. Of course, they're a family, not they monsters. They made me make mad fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a nice scene, and it's very Pixar, but with other Pixar movies, they kind of build to it a little more. It feels a little more earned, I guess, like, yeah. for lack of a better term. This one just kind of felt... This whole movie felt rushed. It's a very short movie. It's only an hour and 36 yeah. minutes with mm-hmm. credits. So, like, the actual movie portion of it was closer to, like, an hour 25. The the pacing of the dialogue, like I said, was they was kind of rushed. They didn't... They needed to give a couple beats in between some of the scenes. The characters the didn't feel super fleshed out in a lot no. of regards. A lot of, like, heavy-handed, like, let me just tell you that my dad, like... From the first scene when he's like, oh, my dad just, my dad left and he, he'll be back or something like that. Eric Lay's uh, entire like, character. I was like, okay, yeah. your dad left and he left you by yourself. Okay, that's that's pretty much it. I wonder what his name was. I wonder if... <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, like, and I think they, they kind of went back and forth, like you said, Kurt, where she was like, oh, well, we're wide away together and we'll be free ourselves and then he's in the town and then luke is in the town he's like no i want to actually that's not what i want it's to be you know and learn what the, about the human world and all that stuff learn but the then universe. he like goes back on it and goes back to alberto and is like ah no i actually no we want to be free together let's do I that do love you and at the end they <laughs> they go back they to the split yeah they split yeah. up anyway at the end yeah. and, and alberto doesn't even go it's because he found his father figure yeah um so i mean like everyone gets what they wanted sure but like it, d- the resolution isn't what the movie built up to i i feel and mm-hmm. just kind of kind of felt because the movie didn't have a have a well mapped out through line i think like they they kind of they had things they wanted to put in the movie and they put them in the movie and they didn't uh, necessarily think about how to connect all the dots in a way that the story pays off. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they they had the ideas that they wanted to do. They had like they had I could see it up on like a drawing board or some of that or up on a vision board. And they say, okay, we don't want A, B, and C. There and was a vision board, but there. no storyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, I, I see A, B, and C happening in the movie. Uh, let's try to connect them with some spaghetti. And uh, hopefully it tastes good. And it did not taste good. It, it, I think it was okay. It looked good. It was fine. Like, I mean, uh, it, yeah, obviously it goes without saying. Beautiful animation. Everything looked amazing, yeah. as Pixar is known to do. Um, you know, very colorful environments. I really I liked the, the set de- design. Yeah, there was some good was... comedy in there. Um, but overall, I don't think this is a movie I'm really going to remember in a month. Yeah, I kind of wanted more. I feel like this would have been maybe done better as like maybe a, a a TV series, and if they could like flesh out the town, maybe do some more interactions with Luca and the townspeople. I think people. if you had just like given it twenty more minutes, you could have done a just, lot more 
to yeah. f- build up the characters. Just give this like, a fucking no... Studio Ghibli plot. Just put... and a lot of these Pixar movies, <laughs> you, know, you get a little, you get a little misty eyed at the end. This yeah. one I didn't, I didn't get even mm-hmm. a little bit misty eyed. No. I was like, okay, sure. No, because I, and I think out. maybe, maybe it's like this, this like the friends leaving each other doesn't like hit hard. But I could maybe see like if you had a really good friend that had to leave to go to a private school or something like that as a as a kid. Maybe what if you had, what if you had really good friends in college, who you had to leave to start your life? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bitch ass doesn't connect and leave a friend. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fine movie. It's just fine. Like this is a perfect, I'd say five or six out of ten example. Doesn't yeah. really do anything wrong, but doesn't do anything particularly noteworthy or memorable. It's yeah. just okay. Just put it in the list. Yeah, because like the basically voice acting was fine. the Little Mermaid. Yeah, with, yeah, that's the uh, thing. It's like very derivative of some other things where you know they they. Uh, you know the, the trinkets that they're getting from the real world, and whatever. Oh my god! What are you trying to say, Peter? <laughs> I'm saying that maybe the Pixar, some of the Pixar guys came out of Cal Arts. Just maybe. <laughs> I look, look at them jelly bean mouths. <laughs> jelly bean mouths. I can see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I am sorry. So I was. What I posted up was the the fucking Cal Arts meme. I'm sure if any of you watch who watch any cartoons are like, oh, this is the fu- he's going to bring up the CalArts shit. Um, it's the classic meme is, I guess, disputed at this point. People are mostly like, ah, it's not that bad. But um, people come out of the um, CalArts studio or the school. They There's you get an impression of a similar design on a lot of they, um, yeah, they 2010s-ish they teach. cartoon properties. The most the most um, noticeable and um, yeah, the, the most easily notable, which is the jelly bean mouth with the slot teeth. And I saw Luke and as soon as I was watching, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> they did it again. <laughs> they slipped one under us. Oh, no, here it goes again. Yeah, I mean that's that's Luca. I mean that we we went into spoilers. Sorry, not about the word, but like it's there's not. You you kind of you know, know where it's gonna go. You know you... where it's gonna go. It's a Pixar movie. Like you no, know, every everything works out happily ever after. You know it's gonna go that way. It, yeah. From the beginning of the movie, you can see where we're gonna end up, mm-hmm. but it every. Yeah, it's it's paint by numbers mm. for Pixar, which is still like good. Like it's it's lifted a lot by how nice it looks and all that. Uh, the story's a little thin, but they wanted to make their Italian movie, and they made their Italian movie, and this is what we got. And Jacob Tremblay, who's the guy who voiced Luca, is going to be in their live action Little Mermaid. So yeah, great. They they really prepped him for the role by basically making the same movie. <laughs> Sea creature finds objects from the surface world, takes interest in surface world, like surface world, doesn't want to go back to water, but then learns the value of where he came from. Yep. We've done it. And sees little trinkets from the human world in the water and doesn't know what they do, so he's he's humorously mistaken when he goes on land. Wow. He doesn't know how to walk. Yeah. It's 
it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. Yeah. So that's Luca. Um, if you have Disney Plus, you don't lose anything for watching it. It's only, like I said, an hour and 36 minutes. You can do worse things with the time, but you can also do better things with the time. So if it was something that yeah. looked interesting to you, um, or you're Italian, <laughs> guess what? Yes. <laughs> Erupt from your plate of spaghetti. I don't know. Even, even, even as like an Italian, I don't think it was like. I don't think it was like, wow, oh my god. I, I, I was so joking right. about like no. the. Well, the it's actual... like people like to see that shit. Like I remember listening to how this got made. How did this get made? And they were talking about the Lou Ferrigno Hercules movie, and uh, Jason Manzuka is, is just like. I remember my family was super excited to see this movie just because it had Greek shit in it. <laughs> and there are yeah. families that are like that. Like, if Maybe. ever, when, when Pixar makes their fucking Irish mythology movie, I'm sure everyone in my family is going to be like, oh, we got to go watch this. We got to go watch Ife, the fucking Pixar movie or whatever. <laughs> What's, oh, what was that? Um, the, it was a while back. They made a, um, Something it was like a two D movie. It was it was made for um, Irish, uh, some Irish holiday. What was? It? If I just look it up, uh, Irish animated movie. Let me find it. Um, oh, Song of the Sea is the new one. Secret of Kells. That's Secret the one. Kells. It's about a. Uh, it's like the fourteen hundreds or twelve hundreds Ireland when a boy living on one of the Catholic um, missionary towns. They get attacked by Vikings and he's forced into the woods where he has to confront uh, ah, yes. the Irish mythology. That was a pretty good movie. Hmm? I don't know what. Yeah, I'm sure it was fine. Um, but yeah, like I'm sure th- there's just that interest in seeing your culture represented on there i guess so like i'm sure a lot of french nash uh, descendants liked uh ratatouille and coco obviously was a big hit with the latin community mm-hmm. and this will be big with the wogs whoops wogs <laughs> all right and that's that's our show that's, that's 269 that's uh we'll be back next week with episode 270 where we will cover something. We'll figure that one out. <laughs> um, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Check out Twitch for our streams and soundstuds.com for everything else. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>